Are you happy? Magic Seeds takes a good look at everyday challenges and gives solid advice on how to navigate through them, be it relationships, career, parenting, or just not feeling happy inside. I'm Dr. Adam Grise. And I'm Laura Grise. Please join us weekly to discuss everyday situations that seem to be getting in the way of feeling happy and peaceful. We'll provide magic seeds and a reliable roadmap for you to follow to stay on a healthy path for your life. Welcome back to Magic Seeds. Today we have a cool episode. I think we do. Cool for me. <laughs> Already. Oh, cool for us. Cool for us. Okay. Here we <laughs> You know, we try to be professional in our unprofessionalism, and we have a guest today. We have my mom on the line with us because we're going to be talking about mother-in-law, daughter-in-law dynamics. And oh no, I thought we were going to talk about nursing. <laughs> and here we go. We prompted this with, "Hey, mom, Laura and I are yeah. going to introduce." <laughs> Now we're going to introduce the topic and just, you know, keep quiet, stay quiet, stay for, a quiet for a little bit, <laughs> then we'll introduce you. <laughs> and literally it's like today I imagine someone's like, Oh, here we are. Okay. So Laura, yes. Okay. Tell us what we're doing. So here. this is a topic that really interests me. It's a mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship. And I don't know, I can't, I can't get away from it for many, many years. My friends, they just complain about their mother-in-laws and mother-in-laws complain to me about their daughter-in-laws. And I've really rarely seen a really, really good relationship with the exception of my mother-in-law and I. And then oh. my, <laughs> <She fantasizes. She laughs> my mother-in-law is also a mother-in-law to daughter-in-laws to two other two other girls. So that was very complicated to understand. So my, I have two brothers that are married, right? My <laughs> mother-in-law had three boys. All three boys are married. So my mother-in-law gets three daughter-in-laws. Some only get one and they have a very weird, weird relationship and or weird dynamic and angry dynamic. And I don't know, but it's not like that in this family. And I'm always so grateful for what we have, but I'm just so curious. And I have to say that when this topic came up and when I said I wanted to discuss it for the podcast, I put a social media out because I couldn't find anybody, any of my friends who were willing to talk about it. I wanted to get a friend and also her mother-in-law to be on the show and no one would say yes. So then I had to go to social media and as timing would have it, I have to tell this story, as timing would have it, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were visiting us. This is fantastic. I love this. Sorry. <laughs> My mother-in-law and father-in-law were visiting us for... News to me. <laughs> just about a week. BS. And in that time that they were here, Adam and I had talked about topics. And one of them was, you know, I really wanted to touch on this one. It had nothing to do with the fact that for they years. were in town. For years. For years I you've to been talk on fascinated this about this. Fascinated. I come home and always talk about, oh my gosh, this one is bitching and moaning about her mother-in-law or this mother-in-law, you know, can't stand her daughter-in-law and I never understand it. And so as timing would have it, my in-laws left, got on a plane. I came into work. I put in social media because none of my friends would say yes. Put on social media, this picture of the movie Monster-in-Law of J-Lo and Jane Fonda, Jane Fonda oh. on there. 
And I thought it was a funny post. And many people did. They laughed. But then immediately from a couple of no namers I'm going to mention, but (laughs) from a couple of family members, um, my husband's side said, get that off. It's not funny. It's hurtful, you know, whatever. And so I immediately had to put out the fire with Sue, my mother-in-law, and saying this had nothing to do with you and I and nothing to do with our timing. So anyway, the timing was, I mean, I thought it was funny. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> well, I, I never saw it. Oh, well, well, then what is everybody talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Everyone's looking out for you, Ma. Everyone's looking out oh. for you. I said. Everyone I said, thinks you're a delicate flower. I know. I responded. I said, yeah, there's really no drama here. I assure you, Sue and I have a very good relationship, but whatever, you know, so. We used to. Ouch. (laughs) Oh no, we're part of the crowd. We're part of the crowd. (laughs) So anyway, that is what we are talking about today, but we decided to turn this around and instead of having a Ricky Lake show, (laughs) then to have my mother-in-law on the show and myself, I really wanted to get my sister-in-laws on the show as well, but it just couldn't be because one is on the West Coast, one is on the East Coast, and everybody has a gazillion kids and no one can make it work. So we just decided to have the show today with my mother-in-law, myself, and my husband, which should still be a very fun show. And if we can get a recording of the girls later on, I would really like that and add it cool. into the recording. Yeah. I want to hear what they have to say about my mom. I would love, I think it would have been a really fun. <laughs> which which girls are you referring to? My grandkids or your sister-in-laws? My no, sister-in-laws. Kirsten and Klaus. Lauren, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it would have been a fun show because I think it's funny when we do get together, which is not often, but when we do, it is a fun little rip on the men <laughs> with the ringleader, Yusu. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? You can't hide certain things. (laughs) So I think actually that's why I think that's that's what brings you all together. I think that's what brings us all together. But I also think that Sue, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but we still haven't introduced you, by the way. Can we please introduce your mom? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Jeez. Needing no further introduction. I mean, my mom is with us today. I don't know what to say about my mom. She's How my about mom. her name? Sue, Suzanne Grise. <laughs> it's too informal for me. It's too close to home for me to know how to introduce uh, my mom. Okay. Well, okay, but you do the introduction. And don't, so. don't, don't. You know She's a magnificent, a magnificent human being. Probably have a you know, statue. That's how I would describe a racehorse. <laughs> Well, you are a racehorse, Ma. Yes, you, you are, are a thoroughbred <laughs> in life. So I always think that, you know, I've heard stories, but I see it in your personality, Sue, that you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you do wish you had some girls, right? Not just three boys. Okay. Yes, I would have liked to have had some girls, but not at this stage in my life. No, not at I'm this very, stage. I'm trying no, to I'm very, to I'm very happy with my adopted girls. Yes. Well, there you go. I mean, that's kind of the point of the show. But I'll tell you this, from growing up, and I could speak openly because I choose to speak openly. (laughs) It was very obvious, probably through us all leaving for college. I mean, you wanted girls. You really, really, really wanted girls and ended up with three boys. And let's just say we were aware of that. (laughs) So maybe it made it easier when you got your daughter-in-laws. Maybe it made it a little easier. But but she didn't like us from the beginning, basically. So therefore, well, (laughs) it's not true. But I mean, 
So many times we talk about this mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship where this mother-in-law has this attachment to the son, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. this is my little baby and he's mine and he loves me the most. It's territorial. It's territorial. Right. Where my mom literally didn't like want us to be boys. She was like, Your mom is not territorial with you guys. Not territorial. (laughs) She, growing up, we would joke all the time. Like if anything would happen, we would come home and be crying. Mom, so-and-so up the street just, you know, slapped us across the face. She's like, well, you probably deserved it. I'm like, you can't just take their side every time. You don't even know anything. She just immediately would take their side. So, yeah. Well, in your mom's defense, I could never imagine having three boys. We were nightmares. I would imagine. And remember when... No, no, you weren't all nightmares. I was good, right? No. (laughs) No, that's such baloney. I would sit there. I was affectionate to you guys. I'd be giving you guys massages in the car. I was the good one. You were breaking windows. That I was, was breaking so windows. annoying. I was You're breaking windows. Throwing balls in the house. You're running around crazy, throwing your arm through glass or something like that. The only reason my mom's saying Matt is because Matt was her little, like just followed, right? Ma? Matt followed you around. He Matt would like, was be in the garden girl. with you and you grew his hair out really long. <laughs> And you're like, this is my girl. Damn it. If I'm not going to have a girl. Yeah. But what stage are you talking about here? Well, I'll tell you what stage we're talking about here. I mean, I'm thinking when, when Matt was super duper young, he was the easiest, but was he still the easiest? Are you giving him that medal of honor for the whole, all the way through, all the way through going to college? Yeah. Really? Really? What what made him so easy? I know we're supposed to have mother and daughter-in-laws, but I need a therapy session. What made him so easy? He was my favorite son. Okay. That kind of clears it up. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should change the title here about mother-son relationships. Cuddling with Adam in his childhood realizations. My worldview is completely shattered. No, no, guys. he He was the youngest. And I think that's probably... Similar in most in most families. I, I mean, mean, the youngest hangs around long. I mean, Cece is the youngest, and she's a train wreck. But she gets <laughs> she gets coddled. <laughs> she does. But so did the girls when they were her age. You know, I mean, Matt's not Cece. They're two different, totally different people, right? Yes, yes they are. Yeah, Matt was always a little into his head. I was just going to say, Matt was floating in outer space, which could have made it a lot easier. It could have seemed like I only have two children. That's it. You know what? Matt just stayed downstairs playing with pipe cleaners and Uh glitter. My mom's like, oh, this kid's great. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't even have to see him. (laughs) I walked down there. Andre and I were working on the dresses, which we were creating our stuff. For Matt. And, And Matthew had this opened up table over in the corner with all his stuff on it. All his art supplies. He would sit there and just do arts and crafts and whatever. Okay. Wait, we're, we're veering right. off topic here. Okay. So what we're, we're trying to the figure point out, is, we're trying to get to the bottom of. Like, why was it so easy for you, mom? You know, like, you know, the stereotype of mother-in-law, daughter-in-law of relationships. Of course you do. Because it's, this started, honestly, my realization with the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship started. So you used to tell me about friends or different stories about the mother-in-laws and daughter-in-law relationships. And then I started noticing because, you know, I was newly married and then talking to newly married couples and then they started, I think you have this nuclear family and the mother is the 
biggest one in the family to create these family dynamics and these boundaries and expectations within the family. And then all of a sudden, the son meets this woman and they're trying to create their own dynamics. But when the mother and the daughter-in-law get together, they have this confusion because you have the daughter-in-law who had her own family dynamics, which she was raised with, meaning the boundaries and expectations. And you have the mother-in-law who has raised the family for 20, 30, 40 years, who well, understands her boundaries. And of then course. They just, okay. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what goes on. I mean, that's the power play. The power play. Okay. So why, how did Sue, how did your mom not have it? Because, you know, I don't think the three of us are territorial with you guys. So mom, what was your <laughs> experience with nanny, with dad's mom? Uh, she didn't like me. That's usually the story. That's just usually a story. No, I I just was not good enough. First of all, she didn't believe I was Jewish. Um, (laughs) Well, there was a reason for that. We lived across the street from them. You know the story, right? No. Enlighten us. My mom worked. So the only time she could go shopping, not, you know, like we go for, not that she paid for it. Oh, the Sabbath. It was my babysitting money. But the only time we could go shopping was on the Jewish holidays because I was off from school. And my mother-in-law, living across the street, saw us. You don't shop on the Jewish holidays. You uh, can't be Jewish if you shop on the Jewish holidays. I mean, she was a single mom, right? In fairness to Nanny, it's not really like you guys were the most Jewish people in the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, right. She, no, absolutely not. But, you know, she, her son was going out with me and she wanted me to be Jewish, a Jewish Jew. Right, she, a practicing Jew. Well, you know the story. When we were on the Cape, okay, we were all together. She, they were there too, you know, Nanny and Pop-Pop and Phil and Jane, of course. And they didn't have any children at that time. And we were having breakfast at a table that had been opened up. So basically, when you open it up, you have two legs at the very end. Mm-hmm. So where should the child, who would have been Jim, sit? that chair is going to go up to where those two legs are, right? Because they're little. Right. right. Adam, you were about eight months. And what we did then, which you would never do today, you were left back in the room sleeping. <laughs> That's good parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yes. <laughs> and there's good. my abandonment uh, issues. Okay, got it. So, so you may have been a little young. <laughs> but <laughs> Jim was complaining that his legs, how old was he? He wasn't very old. He wasn't even three. He was two, two he, and something. I think the age he was is best to be described as the age where you don't leave him in the room, maybe. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. You were the one left in the room. Yeah, not I him. know. This is oh. bringing up all sorts of things for me now. <laughs> What's going on? I did not expect. You had no idea, Adam, that you were left alone. You're too young. Yeah. Because you're young. You guys right. were practicing the self-soothing technique. Yes. That's right. The Ferber That's method. Right. <laughs> And, you know, in, in hindsight, I think that there's possibly there was a babysitter that you could hire, but then who hires somebody you don't know? Yeah. Who wants there to be a ch- yeah, someone right. with, a, with your child that's eight months old? Who would anyway, rather Jim, be by himself? Jim, Jim <laughs> was complaining because he was sitting where these two legs, you know, where they put the two tables together and being the youngest at the table, he should be the one sitting there, not an adult. Right. Right. He's the smallest. Right. And he started screaming. And I picked him up to take him out of the dining room because he wouldn't stop. And my mother-in-law came running after me and she said to me, 
do you want him to grow up to be just like you? Good one, Nanny. Good Blow one. that belt. That's the beauty of mother-in-laws. They know exactly what to say. It's to just... so wrong. It's so wrong. You're supposed to be a positive force in her life, not a, you know, a strong yes. positive. And I think that's another thing maybe with mother-in-laws and not with you, Sue. And I want to be very clear is that, <laughs> no, because really you're the exact opposite, is that these families are new and they are going through total hell, trying to navigate through a new marriage and a, then a new dynamic between her husband and now babies, and then having babies and trying to keep them alive and try to keep them from crying and show your in-laws that you know what you're doing, right? I mean, it's like, it's just a total whirlwind in your life. The mother-in-law has to step in and just no matter how you can be of a help without being annoying, like, you know, just step in and be a, a, a positive force in someone's life that you were, you were in, in those phases that was, <laughs> no, you were amazing. You took those crying babies and you walked them constantly. I mm -hmm. remember that, but okay. So wow. I'm sorry. Don't Can, you love that? Yes. <laughs> we love that because Callie with her screaming, but uh, go on with your story. I interrupted you. So she said, do you want him to grow up to be like you below yes, the yes. belt? Then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I took my child, took him back to the room, and we had a great relationship after that. No, we <laughs> hold on. Did you give her a look? Did you, you know make a sound? Did you just turn your back and walk away? What was the No, no. As a matter of fact, when my father in law was ill, he lived here. Yes, I, I remember. I took care right. of him. I, I nursed him. I took care of him. And my mother <laughs> this is terrible. So my mother in law <laughs> might be in the kitchen and it was a small kitchen then and she would be talking and Andre would be there and I'm it was Andre but I don't think Barbara but yeah Andre was in the kitchen and I was behind my mother-in-law's back so she couldn't see me she was going on and on and on and I just was wagging my finger behind her back now is that rude or is that rude terrible it's pretty petty it's terrible, <laughs> it's terrible. she just she just had it in. And yet she lived with me for a year after my father-in-law died and she got sick. And this is something, okay, let this out too. Phil. Phil is my dad's brother. Right. So your mother-in-law's mother second, uh, first favorite. son. Yes. Yeah, and her favorite. definitely favorite. He used to call and I, because, you know, her room was down here off the living room. So there was a phone in there for her. And, and I used to pick up the phone to listen in on the conversation. Oh, boy. And she did nothing but bitch about me to Phil. Oh, God. Well, that's like yeah. reading someone's diary. That's I mean, she terrible. was living, she was, well. she was living, you know, I, it, it's so common for just elders when they are like, you know, think like with Aunt Lillian or just like they're brought out, they're living somewhere, they want to be independent. And then all of a sudden they have to, you know, be taken and it's not their choice anymore. They have to live with either go into an assisted living home or they feel like they're going and living with their children, you know, and then it's a big change. So it's a lot of going on, you know, you're dealing with dynamics that you're not used to going on with. So of course you need to vent a little bit. I think that's kind of natural. Well, now hang on. Okay. So we have the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law who don't get along. Typical, really, really typical. Ah, but it, we appear to get along. Well, I think they all do. 
I think they all do when they're together, you know, just to save face for the family. <clears throat> but I can tell you, I can tell you that when they are apart, I mean, I hear just horrible. They, they just don't get along. And I can only imagine because when I'm listening to this, all I hear is I feel horrible for the husband or the, or the son. I always do, right, Adam? I come home and mm-hmm. I always say, I mean, I, I always feel bad for the guy because I could never imagine. I'm so thankful how respectful Adam is with my parents. Not just respectful. You, you talk with them. You laugh with them. It's very easy. It's a very easy relationship. If it was not an easy relationship, I cannot imagine. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stick around. But, you know, I can't <laughs> imagine how horrible that would feel if... It's not like we haven't had a moment. Well, everybody you know, has moments. Every if you're in a relationship, that's you have father-in-law, moments. father-in-law, son-in-law. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> well, that's its own yes, episode. It is its own, I guess. But I don't really hear about those. They stay away from each other. Yeah, it's more like the just mother-in-law and the daughter-in-laws mm-hmm. have to be near each other, maybe because of the kids. Massive really power know. struggle. Just it massive, is. massive power struggle. So, Sue, what's your secret? Because you struck gold three times. So, so what, what is it, ma? What's your secret? What's the secret, ma? I don't have a secret. What have you? <laughs> this episode's going nowhere Why? fast. <laughs> I, oh. I mean, but no, honestly, you know what the secret is? What? You butt out of everybody's business. In other words, you don't interfere with your children's lives. You're there for them. But you honestly, if they ask for your advice, that's one thing. But you don't give it if it's not asked for. Yeah, she doesn't butt into she anybody's life. I mean, you talk a lot of crap behind people's back, uh. but you don't butt in. It's true. Yeah, right. Right. She does it so well and she eloquently. So. eloquently. I, do it. I, I, I perfected it. I mean, it's true. She doesn't get into our lives. She doesn't butt in. It's true. Well, Ma, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How much does it have to do with you feeling Jim, Matt, and myself are partnered properly or that, you know, you think we're happy or we're in good relationships. Does that have something to do with it? Well, that might have be all of the above because when you have a kid who's having problems, then yeah, you're going to get involved if they want you to somewhat, right? To help them out. Yes. So. so it's obvious that as far as I know, that none of you have problems with your spouses. So it makes for happy family. Right. Just listen to the first 15 episodes and maybe (laughs) no different. Okay. Well, now what do you think about on the daughter-in-law side? So the issues that the, the issues that the mother-in-laws have, so maybe your friends or family, the issues that mother-in-laws have. So they complain. I'm trying to think about the complaints that I hear from the mother-in-law that uh, we're, you know, daughter-in-laws were rigid. Uh, we have all these crazy rules and we don't allow the grandparents to do things with, with kids. And uh, Well, from what I've seen, because I don't have a problem with my daughters that I don't perceive. They may perceive, I don't. You may perceive. But from what I see from friends, mm-hmm. I think they just, the perception is that their mother-in-law butts in a little bit too much, you know, has too much to say. Okay. And that's from, I, it could be, 
What? That's from the, the daughter-in-law's perspective. And what from the a- daughter-in-law's perspective, not from the mother-in-law's. They think they're helping out, but the daughter-in-law, you know, it's just. And then I think what I have seen is the relationship that the mother-in-law has with her son. Sometimes it's a little over the top. Right. The truth of the matter is a lot of times we hear other people speak about um, how you know, it's a different relationship with mothers and daughters and mothers and sons and how daughters always come back for the mother and they're going to have a really great relationship if they have a good relationship to begin with for their whole life where boys just kind of go off and do their own thing and they never, you know, stay connected. Right. And the truth of the matter is if it wasn't for Laura, like you make sure that my parents are, that we keep connected. And it's just, I, I don't feel like, um, you know, it's not like I'm trying to not be connected. I just, it's not as... You are terrible at it. I'm terrible at it. And and it's, you know, I don't even know if you guys realize it, mom, that like Laura goes out of her way to make sure. I mean, even with... But Kirsten sure, and Lauren are the same way. Same way. So it's got to be dual directional in the sense, like there's just some level of, there's no territorialness on either side. And I can tell you that when the girls, the daughter-in-laws complain to me, it doesn't sound like they keep in touch with their mother-in-laws or they make sure that the grandchildren are a part of their lives. They They, actually go the opposite way. They haven't built their own relationship. Like you're saying, and maybe it is the shit talking when you guys all get together (laughs) and just shit talk, you know, the boys, but like, it's fun. It's fun. I guess for you guys, it, it, but it gives you uh, something to rally around, like your own relationship. Uh-huh, and it does. Like the, like the girls stick together. Right. Because otherwise you hear these stories and, you know, I hear it mostly from the daughter-in-law's perspective, you know, my patients, stuff like that. Right. Um, less from the other one. But it's, um, it's always that there's just this massive, massive divide where yes. there's not even a relationship. So the yes. relationship is all confrontational. It's just, oh, it lives there. As opposed to starting to grow your own, own, own relationship. Here's, here's what I see. And I almost never take the side of the daughter-in-law ever. Right? I mean, that's safe to say, Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay, You're very so protective over. I'm very protective the of the guys. They, oh. No, I'm very protective of the parents. And I'm very protective of the, the sons. Very. I, I do not take the sides. I don't care how good of a friend it is. So um, I don't think that the girls respect the daughters-in-law, the daughter-in-laws, respect the first, the relationship between the son and the mother. Right. I don't think that the daughter-in-laws respect the mother like they respect their own mother. Mm -hmm. They don't treat them the same way. So I treat my mother this way. I treat Sue the exact same way. You know, it's like, I, you know, I love her, you know, I love her the same way. So I, um, maybe just. Who are you referring to? You, I, I think maybe the stars oh. just aligned and, you know, some people, some people get along. Some people just don't get along. Is it possible that, you know, all three of her daughter-in-laws just get along beautifully with their husbands and their in-laws? And <laughs> I mean, is that possible? Right. Is, does um, there have to be family drama in every, every family? No, right? No, no. Okay. And I think, and I think that we're not a part of uh, your drama. I mean, that's, so that's the secret. It's like, keep it so separated. But most, most mother-in-laws don't, don't let themselves be separated. If they don't feel their fingers on the pulse of 
their their daughter's relationship, like that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. I don't know. I think that I've heard people say that they don't want that influence. They don't even want that. And that's always a crazy statement to me because those two parents made the son that these girls fell in love with. You know, yeah, but it's territorial. So you, so you say. So you say. I, I don't know. I just, I, this is why this show is going on because I just don't understand. They, they, have, they have no love. They, they don't want to bring them into the family. They don't want them around the grandkids. They don't want this influence. And it, but Laura, you know what? Yes. <laughs> uh, do you know these people that you assigned to? Yes. These, these mother, these mother-in-law, yes, mothers-in-law. Yes. And, I and love them. are they, are they, and you love them? Did you just say? Yes, I do. I do. I, every time I meet an in-law, I, I sit with them and I talk to them for a long time. And okay. Forget, the, forget, forget you. Be- Adam. <laughs> yes, Ma. Obviously, obviously, huh, you know, we're in La La Land over here. <laughs> you. Yeah. I mean, every every in-law, Laura, can't be wonderful unless they're putting on an act in front of, I mean, you have to be your, well, yourself, right? Every daughter-in-law that's can't be perfect either. That's right. And and, and it's, it's like saying nobody's perfect. You can't be. But there are going to be some personalities that are going to clash. And that's unfortunate, but you know. But right. why do the women but, clash so much? Because they're so well, they're such a big part of the family, right? The men, I, you know, they're fine with going out and watching football. Right. And they don't talk. They Imagine, don't interact. Okay, let, let me let me pose it this way: If say your dad, right, yes. was oh would, boy, was going out and he wanted he was making money for us. Right. And he would just like and then he wanted to be in that role and he wanted to kind of be in charge of that. And he likes being in charge of that. And he wants to make sure that you have enough money. So he comes in and it's almost like he's superseding me and it's like not letting me what not like, letting me be the centerpiece borrowing of money from them. Is that what not you're even saying? borrowing? Okay. Like what if he just is um, imposing that he's like, I'm going to I'm going to take care of this family. Like I want to be the head figure of this family. That would be very territorial for me. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference is women, speaking in very general terms, but you know, if you look at history, they're more maintaining the center of the home. Right. And that's their identity. Yes. Is they're the matriarch and they're maintaining, they're that glue kind of thing for the family. And all of a sudden, when a daughter-in-law comes in, she's taking over that position. And yes. the mother-in-law doesn't want to give that up with her child. So she doesn't know her place within that nucleus. Right. It's she knows this, her place in The, the her identity own. is changing and there has to be a transition. And you need both parties to be a little bit sensitive to that where the daughter-in-law has to realize maybe it's a little difficult for her husband's mother to relinquish right. that role. Adjust. And by the same token, for the mother-in-law to relinquish that role too. I mean, mom, put it this way. You have always and forever been the the host. You know, you you, you host the parties, you host the the holidays, and it's over the top. Everyone's invited. There's enough food for four times the amount of people there. Uh And, you know, at at some point, it was like, okay, I'm not doing this as much anymore, like, you know, for Jim and Lauren who live near you guys, 
It was like, okay, you guys start taking over that role. But that wasn't a seamless transition, was it? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I wasn't, you know, the transition is not difficult. Yeah, at all. I mean, your identity. Warren are like mother daughter. Yeah, but okay. No, 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 no. That's not. You see, that's because okay. Your the identity. You do this, and you're known for it. But in the same, if something's at Lauren's, or if it would even be at yours or Matt and Kisson's, I would still be preparing things and taking them over. Right. You still so had that's a role. Still part. Yeah. I still. I nobody's gonna bake the cakes that I bake because to be honest, nobody could be bothered. Anybody could do it, but who wants to do it? I enjoy doing it. So, so yeah. So basically I can still have, I don't understand as you get older. I mean, I don't understand why women as they get older are not happy to relinquish part of this. I, I, would you call it nurturing or, not really nurturing because you're always you're, you're, you're replacing, you're nurturing your children, then your grandchildren, and whatever, then your animals, whatever it is. But if that's um, your identity, if that's what you look to make yourself feel good, you get that feedback, and everyone's like, "Oh, you bring us all together, and we just love coming to you for the holidays." And you know that's part of what feeds you if you've kind of developed that codependency that just happened organically because it was just a, a genuine expression you had. And over years, you just start gaining that identification when, um, when it, when you lose it, that could rock worlds. It's like when stereotypically, when a man retires and he's been working for 30 years or whatever it is, and he's been the breadwinner and he's important. And all of a sudden he doesn't have a role. It, it's easy to say, ah, come on, just relinquish it. But it's, you know, your identity. But you see, I, I think what you, you know, as, as if you just step back and look at it rationally, it's not, it's not, you're getting older, it's too much to do. You don't want to admit that, but standing on your feet for two days straight, because you go through the night, you're still cooking. Um, I'm still doing a lot of that, but I've relinquished a lot of it too. What if Lauren you does a lot. What if you aren't ready to relinquish it? And Laura came in and was like, you know oh, what? Well, Laura, I would, it would bother me, not Laura. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, because that's what happens is if you still want to be the centerpiece in your son's life, or you want to be the centerpiece of the family, the, the matriarch of the family, and all of a sudden this other woman comes into the picture. And she starts assuming that role. I could understand why, even in the best of circumstances, it would create a transition period. And yeah, if like you're saying, if you can be rational about it and you could just kind of work through it and communicate, yeah, you should be able to come out the other side. But I understand why it would rock worlds. Maybe they don't communicate. You know, maybe they're just not. Maybe right from the beginning. Because I know my mom and her mother-in-law. Good lord, that was. Can I? Can I? I guess yes. it depends on how confident that person is. Yes. Both people. That how they feel about themselves. If you, if you, if you have, you know, if you're confident in yourself, then you're not going to have those feelings. Both people. Mm-hmm. I think of sometimes the husbands and, you know, I hear this, like the husbands are in an impossible situation and you hear the wife of the husband being like, my husband just panders, you know, as soon as his mother wants something, he just lets her have it. He doesn't want to upset her. And, you know, and then 
by the same token, the, 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 the other way around the mother-in-law, you know, the mother of the husband is right. like, he just does whatever she wants. I, he was never this way before. And now all of a sudden he's doing this and he doesn't care about us. I mean, the husband gets put in an impossible situation. That's horrible. But as a daughter-in-law, all, at least for me, all I want is for you to have a good relationship with your parents. Right. I, I love that's that. The confidence. That makes me feel good. It doesn't make me feel good. Well, that, if you that, have it. that went with, you know, that's gone. Don't even think about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he would have to call. If boys, we're gonna are, have a... boys are terrible <laughs> with keeping in touch. No, whatever. I also think my... My mom is not the no, the, the not. typical mother because no. she doesn't call. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So so you have to wait. So it's called acceptance. Acceptance. You for years you're like, you, uh -huh. why don't you call? Why don't you call? I'm like, screw it. You guys don't call. Like, you're not setting any precedent. <laughs> but then she said, "You're right. I don't." You're right. right. I mean. <laughs> The, the expectations, maybe that's the key. The magic seed for today is have very low expectations. And, and the boundaries have to be loosened up because the fact is, it is family. So, you know, the, the boundaries so, are so held tight. But it's so easy for you to say that because there's, we have a lot like your parents, my parents, us, we all have similar values. Mm -hmm. And, but there's so many times where an in-law comes in and Literally, the way they view life, the way they do things, the way they see it is so alien, alien <laughs> at, you know, at best <laughs> and and maybe just offensive even, you know, maybe it's going against deep moral codes of how you want to live your life. And then what do you do for that? How, how are you going to loosen the boundaries? If if you're doing something, if you said, Adam, I want to hit you every day, I'm like, no, that doesn't work for me. I can't loosen that boundary. And a lot of times they feel threatened. Make people feel threatened by the in-laws or think, vice versa. I think your mom's right, though, about how confident a person is. Because I even see that these women, the daughter-in-laws, and yes, I'm, I'm pounding the daughter-in-laws because I'm always putting them to blame, but they're not so good with the husband's friends. You know, they make the husband alienate their friends as right. well. A lot not of insecurity. Their family. There is so much insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think okay, it's so the confidence. I agree with both of you. It's it comes down to confidence mm -hmm. slash insecurity, hundred percent. But most people are. That's where it's at. Where okay, so then? What's the magic secret? Right, what's how do you deal? Mom, mom, what advice would you give to a friend who's dealing with that, or a, a daughter-in-law out there who maybe there are insecurities, maybe there are confidence levels, so it can't just be like, oh, well, just be rational. Cause it's not rational at that point. You know, it's, it's, it's not rational. I, I, I don't know anybody who has had mother-in-law, uh, problems or problems or what, whatever it is, who was able to do anything while that mother-in-law was still alive. So play, so what pl you're saying? play the waiting game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Basically. watching my clock. <laughs> let me, let me make you a cup of tea. Mother-in-law. <laughs> I mean, there are just, everybody is different, obviously, right? Every in-law is different. But a perfect example would be the way Phil was with my mother-in-law and the way your father was with her. She had absolutely no respect. She couldn't even tell you what your father's title was, all right, where he worked. Phil, she knew, the cinematographer. She knew everything. And like I said, I would get on the phone when, she, when Phil would call here and I would very professional. I've been listening. And <laughs> um, it was 
And yet I helped her, you know, I would get that wheelchair out of me, get her into the car, get her to the doctor. She was took care of her. Mom, you went, I mean, you did things that I don't even know if it's appropriate to discuss, but on a medical level, like you were, you were doing it. I mean, you're, you're a nurse for, you know, years. And that's why I was able to take care of my father-in-law with the catheterizations and everything else. It didn't, you know, it was second, second what to me, but it was, it's your family. I mean, it's, it's your husband's family and she didn't like me and I, I'm not making this up. Everybody thinks, oh, she did. No, she didn't. That was okay. That was okay. You were um, just having a toilet paper roll till mm. when she expired. She <laughs> <laughs> was, was living here. What was I supposed to do with it? But I did. I would be, <laughs> like I said, the kitchen was tiny then. We hadn't had it redone. And Andre was like sitting facing me and my mother-in-law facing Andre. And I was behind my mother-in-law making all kinds of gestures behind her back. While, and, and poor Andre, you know, she was because... She didn't know what to do. That she was, was so uncomfortable. That's your mom's release. <laughs> poor Andre was like, don't put me in this position. You're like, okay. I don't care. I need to get my anger out. But I mean, you know, karmic forces, Sue, then, you know, you struck gold with your relationships with your daughter-in-laws. I don't think that you have any... Right. right. I know. I, I, I have wonderful daughters. What am I going to tell you? I don't. And Thank you were you. given um, <laughs> and you were given five granddaughters. Uh-huh. Lots of, granddaughters. Right. Lots you, of granddaughters. Could you believe that? That's right. I do After remember. Having, I, I remember when I told you I was pregnant with CR with the third girl. And you said, you are <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> so, yes, I know. <laughs> you know, you're going to have your trials and tribulations because they'll become teenagers. Everybody does. Yes. It's seeing, seeing them through their next level as they grow up and they get older and mature enough so they can kind of like waddle off like the little ducklings. <laughs> well, that's when we and, send them to you. That's, that's fine with me because <laughs> I will probably be dead by then, but that's fine with me. But if you want, I'll keep, it'll be like Edgar Allan Poe. I'll bury myself in the wall. Oh, what was, what was, oh, what was that? What was, what was that? Sorry, which one? I don't know that story. I don't either. Oh, yeah. Such a famous Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yes. But nevertheless. Let's... <laughs> well, wait. Now, you asked your mom what her advice was. Uh, to what, what, is, what is your advice to your friends when they don't? I think her advice was wait for them to die. No, no, no. Oh, to <laughs> the friends. Wait, wait for the daughter-in-law right. to what, die. What's your advice? Yeah. What's your no. advice to, to the plot, mother-in-law's? Plot her death that are having trouble with their daughter-in-laws? Um, keep away from them as much as possible. That's what I say. Actually, that's that's what I say to mother-in-laws as well. Just stay out. But then and they just, have to... Because there's, then, you're not, you're not going to solve that problem because there's yeah. something there. That daughter-in-law doesn't like you. Yep. She probably never will. Yep, that's but then they have to that's let exactly go. What I say. But then you're asking them to let go of their relationship with their, their son. son. It's terrible. There's so many different nuances of what what is the the son's relationship with the mother to begin with, and um, what is the relationship with the grandchildren? Because I know that becomes a massive issue. Is yes. the forget about okay? It's it's one thing with my if this is the mother-in-law. One thing different with my son and my daughter-in-law and their relationship, and my daughter my my relationship with my son as a mother-in-law and how the daughter-in-law gets in the way of that. But when grandchildren get in the mix, yes, that's when all yes. of a sudden so, the gloves come off. So I'll tell you as, as a daughter-in-law, I'll tell you, or just a daughter, 
um, I'll tell you just a conscious decision that I made when the kids were really, really young, because when they were really young, you and I had a thing with sugar and we still do, I guess, but, um, but now we just went the other way and <laughs> give them as much sugar as possible. <laughs> but we had a thing, we had a thing with sugar and things that turned into sugar. Remember Sue, I never gave them pasta and you said, Oh my God, give them something that sticks right. to their bones. So Anyway, so we made Callie's first cake. Callie's first cake, the smash cake, was made out of prunes, I think, and sugarless and raisins, sugarless, sugarless applesauce, apple and raisins. Poor child. Was her first cake. So, so anyway, unfortunately well, for you, she's forgotten it. Or, or that's why all of you said you better have another child very fast. <laughs> she's in trouble. So, what I have consciously done is, when they are with you guys, and when they are with my parents. I say to them, and they say, oh, mom, you know, can I, Nana wants to big brownies or Nana wants to give me jello, whatever it is. I'm like, you know what? You guys are with your grandparents. I don't really care what you do. Just go have fun. And it's a complete, I mean, it's such a good feeling to just let go. I don't really care what they do with you guys. Whereas I do see a lot of bitching and moaning with, you know, the daughter-in-laws. Oh, when they're with this, you know, they turn into terrorists. Again, and that. the values and we are so well aligned with our parents that it's for you to do that is not a leap. It's, it's just not. It's not like you think my mom is going to no, take them to. Alike. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, then maybe that's why the stars align with this Family. How about this? How about but three families? If Warren's family and Kirsten's family, I mean that's what amazes me is that she has three daughter-in-laws, and they're all good relationships. And yet, everywhere you go, you know, it's just like this bumper game. Everywhere you go, they just don't get along. It's nuts. I just think that my mom is very standoffish. You know, like, and she's not like in the sense of my mom loves, right? Mom, like you love and she you loves. want, and you want to be involved, but you really do give space and you don't want conflict. Right. And so there's, well, who, does? who wants conflict? Some people, I, a lot of people do want conflict. If things actually. are off, if, you know, if something is off, you would rather I'll talk, avoid. It's a avoid, you'll avoid. avoid, you'll avoid and talk and, and then be very passive aggressive with your sarcasm basically. Right. But you right. give you give some space, and luckily enough, you know, Laura, you and Kirsten and Klaus, like you guys are all. We don't like the conflict either, right? So it it works, but I don't think that that's very common. And it's just it if you can work on that, fantastic, right? If you can say, let's come together, we have to find some common ground here. I think the big issue, and maybe the main point of this, because there is no magic seed in the sense of there's so many different. Like my mom said. There's so many different personalities out there. Like there's just going to be clashes and there's going to be different value systems. And I think maybe this is more about boundaries today. It's where about, is it okay to put a boundary out with your mother-in-law um, if something doesn't feel right? Or your daughter-in-law. All your Or your daughter-in-law <laughs> of saying, hey, this is unacceptable for me. You could meet me over here where... This is the way we do things in our household. And if you could meet me here, then yeah, I like this could be good. And we have a meeting place. And then let me hear your counter offer, right? Right. Where a lot of times people feel they're not allowed to put out what they would want if it's different than it. what is already has been established. And a lot of times uh, people aren't willing to to bend or to compromise. So everybody has a clear understanding of their roles, of their new roles. Uh-huh. So communicate communication and the ability that it's okay and it's actually essential to state your well, wants. I, 
Yeah, but I think the one thing that you're not looking at is sometimes mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law just really don't like each other. It's a personality thing. What right, then? So many of them, Sue. So many. Oh, I didn't. I didn't say it was all. I mean, I think that maybe you have insecure mothers-in-law, you know, son mothers insecure that they think that this woman's going to come in and just take their child away from them. I think the daughter-in-laws are insecure. And I think both. <laughs> I think there's a lot of insecurity. And when there is insecurity, you need very clear boundaries. You need very clear kind rules. of rules, r- roles rules and, and rules. rules for engagement. And if you don't have that, you don't even have the chance to start. Like if, if you could siphon out all the bull crap, even if there's only like 2% remaining, with that 2%, you could start planting some good memories, some good dynamic, healthy dynamic, and maybe over years it grows. In the name of your husband and your son, right? Like, don't they owe it to the husband and son to come together with yeah, rules but and rules again, and boundaries? If once insecurities, and it's just human nature, once your insecurity is being threatened, you're not, you can't think about the bigger picture. You can't be the bigger person. It's just really hard to do that. You have to sit there and, and own your insecurities, but it's so much easier rather than owning your insecurity to say, no, my mother-in-law is crazy. I don't Mm -hmm. have insecurity. My mother-in-law, she's, she's over the top. Mm -hmm. She's bossy. She's trying to butt in. Like it's just not going to be seen the other way. And of course, vice versa, Mm -hmm. right? No, my daughter-in-law is disrespectful and, and she's off the wall and, and she just has values. I mean, so the bottom line is, unless you create something that's um, some structure that doesn't allow the, the, the fighting, the contrast to exist, it's going to be toxic. Right. But then you'd be okay with the fact that you might not have a strong relationship. With um, grandbabies, with, with gran- Yeah. It's terrible. That's, I, you know, I just don't, I understand. That's a tough one. Why it's so hard. Mm-hmm. I just think we got well, really you know, lucky. I didn't have a wonderful relationship with my mother-in-law and she just didn't like me that was the bottom line she didn't like me and so you know what happens then you know were you determined were you determined to like was part of your relationship with with your three daughter-in-laws now were you based on nothing to do with it nothing Nothing. you aren't trying to like make it better no it doesn't come across as your mom is trying too hard ever you know your mom is very easygoing always even before you and i were together your parents because you got to remember, yeah, my mother-in-law died, uh-huh. and so she's been dead for some time. So you know, water under the bridge type of thing. I, I forget quickly. But you um, aren't, <laughs> but you aren't like you aren't cognizant of ooh, like when Jimmy and Lauren got married, we started dating. Started even dating. Were you even like okay? I am now the mother-in-law. <laughs> like was there? No, never, never crossed my mind. Because Lauren's easy going too. Mm-hmm. And mom, honestly, in your cool English, sarcastic mm-hmm. way about you, you really are always a, a person, right? Like there's mm-hmm. never down like, to earth. Yeah. And you are from, I mean, where you guys live for the last, what, 40, 50 years. 50 years. What, I mean, you mean? You, yes. Yeah, 50 there. plus years. You guys live in a very intimidating area, you know, where as a daughter-in-law to meet a mother-in-law from Roslyn, New York, you know, or East Hills, New York. I mean, that's a very intimidating, like, oh my God, I don't want to meet this woman. You mean like stereotypes because of where 
where we grew up. Oh like, gosh, yes, Ro- Roslyn, New York. I mean, yes, there are mega stereotypes. I mean, I've you know I grew up in Pennsylvania, so we know the Long Islanders. You heard about Roslyn, New York, of, in Pennsylvania? Of course, we did, and we knew to stay away from the Roslyn. Yes, I mean, we had a big family joke, and then we used to. Um, my, you know, like joke around with each other and say, oh, well, you're going to you're going to marry a Long Islander. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to marry. And sure enough, Mike marries a Long Islander. But he mm-hmm. kept it a secret for many for a long time of where she was from. And then we kept on asking him, asking him. And we found out she's from Long Island. And then sure <laughs> enough, Adam, you know, comes along. So, yes, I mean. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if in general and like, you know, those are stereotypes. And so you got lucky right in that sense. We did. Both but, of us did. But the point is, from wherever in the world you are, or whatever culture you're from, or whatever mm-hmm. value system has been embedded into you, if there are major differences, right? And it's, sometimes it's generational, right? Because you're like, yes. oh, my parents are crazy and I'm not that way. But then all of a sudden, you get together with someone and now the parents are apart. Mm-hmm. So to just kind of bring this all together, it's, there's going to be to my mom's point, it's so many instances where maybe there really isn't a viable option where if you were eliminating all the toxicity, all you'd be left with was very superficial interactions. And maybe the point is to just start there mm-hmm. and have everyone realize there's just not a lot of a common grounds here and do your best to save something that is there, to have as much help as you can because you don't want alienation right? and you don't want conflict. And I kind of feel that's the best you could do. Sometimes in life, the best solution isn't necessarily a great solution, mm-hmm. but it's just the the lesser of all evils type of thing because it is a really tough one. And when, you know, when we talk about us being partners mm-hmm. and it's like we say we're good for each other because we challenge each other's growth. And in that sense, you have to be willing to look at yourself and look at your insecurities. Right. That's a tough one between people that aren't related and it's territorial Mm -hmm. and it's hard to look at your own crap. It's so much easier just to say, no, they're crazy. They're off. And if you're not willing to do that, it's never going to get better. But maybe in the name of your husband and the son and also the grandkids, you know, maybe to let go on both sides a little bit, let go a little bit, just, you know, so that there is some. Some people can't let go. And honestly, I I could picture being an in-law and being upset with like if our daughters get married and who they marry has a completely different set of values. It's going to be really hard to let go. Like they're raising my grandchild and I know it's not my child, but it's hard for me to like sit there and watch this. And I can understand it. And then from the other way where you're kidnapped. <laughs> I, I can understand like, oh, we're giving the kids to the grandparents. The grandparents going to be with the kids. And I'm like, I don't want, you know, your parents are, are I don't like what they're teaching our kids. Like, I can see it from both ways. Sure. I don't know how I would navigate through that of just saying, let go, just let go. And I guess you have to. But I mean, just let go a little bit, you know, not hang on so tight on uh-huh. both sides. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I don't have a good solution here. My magic seed is good luck, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy it worked out for me. Honestly, I have That's to think funny. about this more because it's just there are some aspects of life, some things that happen when people say like, you know, you just want me to let go of this and like, but I don't like it. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you're just in a storm. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, sometimes it's the best you can do is just get through with as little collateral damage as possible. Right. And that's the that that's with the mission either, statement is with either 
kind of walk away a little bit or start some kind of a line of communication. Right. You just like don't little. want collateral damage because it can right. get so ugly yes. so fast. Yes. So, all right, we're, okay, we're, we're way over and mom, I know you got to go. Please tell Jim and Klask and Ben, JC and Harry that we say hi. And Sue, thanks for doing this today. Thanks for, oh, thanks for being oh, here. any, I say any time, but I really don't mean that. Well, if we need special <laughs> perspective uh. <laughs> in the future we'll we'll call we upon call. you because uh, i'm sure i'll be the first one you'll call i appreciate your <laughs> candor ma i appreciate the fact that we had to we had to uh we're gonna have to block out a ton of material <laughs> fantastic okay <laughs> all right mama we'll love you soon. i love all right. you all right i love you okay so that is this episode, which I'm not sure if it went anywhere. <laughs> I don't know either. I honestly don't feel. I don't think we could help anybody. I don't think we helped anybody. Hmm. I think maybe we just made people feel worse that we uh. just got lucky and we have nothing to offer. <laughs> we thought by talking to we my mom. We are the Facebook picture. Right. We're the Facebook picture. Like, oh, look at us. <laughs> and it's not that like there's still plenty of like stuff, but it just doesn't Our get to that level. Our together. Our families just do. And then the daughter-in-laws, they drive together. Yeah. But we're also so separated by distance too. And I genuinely love my sister-in-laws. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like Kirsten's one of my closest friends in the whole world. And yeah. I honestly would any chance to get away with, with Jim and Klaus and I could be, right. I, I have no problem. Like it's just, I like them genuinely, genuinely, genuinely. Oh, but apparently you do. <laughs> That's so magical. <laughs> All right. On that Our note. Our life is perfect. <laughs> we got to start using uh, I guess we effects. do. All right. Okay. Until next it's week, nothing but love and good luck for all you guys out there. We <laughs> offer nothing of value. <laughs> <laughs>